Greetings and welcome to Jesse I Interviews. I'm Jesse I, and once again I'm recording this in Melbourne, Australia, on the lands of the Wurundjeri and Boon Wurrung people of the Kulin Nation. Respect to them and all First Nations peoples. This episode features an interview with dancehall producer Sean Izzel, recorded at his home studio in Kingston in July 2018. This one is obviously pretty different from the last few episodes, not only because it's more recent, but also because we're talking about contemporary dancehall music here, as opposed to reggae. And this is coming from the perspective of producer rather than artist. I really hope all the Roots fans give this one a chance though, as I really enjoyed this interview. For me, this was totally worth it just to hear the story behind the huge hits on the One Day Rhythm from 2010. So let's do it. Jesse I interviews Sean Izzel, Kingston, Jamaica, 2018. Right, so right now, I mean, Three Oaks Garden, just off Malone's Road in Kingston, Jamaica, with Sean Reed, aka Sean Izzle. Thank you for joining us here on PBS. Well, it's a pleasure having me. So I always like to start my interviews with the very fundamentals. I like to know where you were born and what life was like for you growing up. I was born in Kingston, within this vicinity, close by. Um, life was was very normal for me it wasn't it wasn't that rough and it wasn't easy at the same time you know it was just enough to make me who i am today in terms of appreciating everything life and its soul you know what i mean it it teach me to go out there to work hard for what i want you know what i mean not to just sit and just say all right i hope things would just fall in place because i've seen my mom and my dad working extremely hard you know what I mean, to provide for the family. So I took on that unto myself and said, well, I would have to do just the same and more so I can provide for my family and also change certain lifestyle for my family, you know? So what about the early days in the, in the music business? So how did you, when did you first think, all right, I'm going to be a producer? Um, t- 2000, I think it's my last year of high school. You know, before thinking of being a music producer, I had a sound system called Murder Mafia. Me and a few um, classmates, we shared a similar interest. You know, we formed the sound system where we did mix CDs. You know, it wasn't a, a sound that physically go out there and we just do mix CDs and, and spread them through, um, you know, those guys in the streets. You know, so it's one day doing a mix CDs, the sounds came alive in my ear. You know, and I got curious, like, how do you make a rhythm? You know, I started to do some research and, you know, I made some links here and there, you know, and then I met some of the the, the more analog persons first, you know what I mean? Um, my neighbor close by is Bobby Digital, mm. you know, so the first person came to mind was to go and visit Bobby Digital. So I was friend with his, his son, Calibon. So he introduced me in the studio, you know, give me the chance to see what it was like. Then I get stressed out. <laughs> Cause I realized all of them equipment here cost money. You know, I mean I was still going to high school and you know, so that did kinda kinda um drift my mind a little bit because I'm like there's no way for 
how you would like me to get a start. And then, you know, going out there with this in my mind, you know, I started to meet different, different people. And I met up on a, a, a producer. He was a beat maker at the time, just making beats and trying to get them heard by the name of um, Black Sheep. No, but at the time, he was, his name was Mafia. So I met him in the streets while trying to seek information. And he introduced me to a program called Fruity Loops. And I have a bigger Fruity Loops can change my life, you know mm. what I mean? And that's where I got started, you know, and I'm making beats amongst my peers for about two years. And then, like, I leave school now and go into this private class. And then everybody there was like, yo, you need to start making some professional producers hear these beats because they sound really good. You know, and that's when I start taking on the road now, meeting some of the prominent producers for them to hear my beat. So in 2003 is when I went to Mr. G's studio, which is Young Blood Records. And he was the first producer to accept one of my, my beat and produce it. And from there, the rest is history. What rhythm was that? It was called a Stepfather Rhythm. And, you know, I mean, featuring Vibes Cartel, Being a Man, Wayne Marshall, Sasha. Um, the list went on and on because each time the, the, the songs keep going out, we didn't release all the songs all at once. So it's each time more artists voice on it, then more artists would come, you know, and then the credibility started to create. And then the second follow-up after that was a song called Fast Lane by Bujabantan. You know what I mean? That was, was a beat that got a lot of people to zone into what I was doing. And then the credibility started to develop where my name started to circulate within the music industry, you know. How did it feel as a as a young youth, you know, just finished high school and hearing your your rhythm with these big artists singing on it? It was a big deal, you know. It was a very big deal because when I did it, I still wasn't sure what I'm going to do, if this is going to really be my profession. Because, as I say, where I grew up, I see my mom working hard and them believe in education and going back to school. And so while doing the music, I wasn't. 100% comfortable doing it because they were giving me a fight, to be honest. Cause they were like, are you what? Listen, you, you go to school to do all of this and you sit down in the house now making one bag of knives. Because they weren't seeing the, the vision as yet. Mm. You know, so it wasn't that easy for me. So when to hear the stuff them now playing on the radio, this is what really gave me the motivation to continue. And also opened their eyes to an extent. So the pressure kind, it never stopped. But it lessen a little bit, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And um, working with Bujubantan at a tender age, you know what I mean? As I said, just leaving high school and to get a connection like that, it was, it was a big deal, not just to me alone, but to everybody in my surrounding, you know? And as I said, each step, the, the credibility got better and better, you know? So in 2005, that's when I formed Sean is the Records. Yes, and the rest was just history from there, you know? I'm trying to think of the first time I remember hearing about Sean Izzle, and I'm I'm not sure if, if I can remember anything far back as 2005, but I definitely remember Gully Creeper. Yeah. I remember Sean and on back. Yeah. So what what were the releases in between then? The, the early releases on right. Sean Izzle. The first first official release was the Reverse Rhythm with Beanie Man had a song on it called Reverse the Thing, uh -huh. and Tony Mataran sang up to this day that never stopped playing the dance because sit down on it. You know, oh so yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. those songs got the label now credibility mm. within the industry. The name haven't been 
a household name as yet are in the streets just within the music industry a few people now say yo what him do this so it start to when i when i approach certain um recording artists it it start to get easier now because i have something to refer to mm. you know so that's where the production side start to grow of course you've had one of the biggest hits in dancehall for the last 20 years with um rum and red bull and that that whole rhythm was huge so tell us about that that time there yeah man that 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 morning that day was just a magical day you know what i mean oh everything just happened naturally you know what i mean it, it's just crazy like i remember it was a sunday morning i, I woke up and about 6 a.m and i just went right in the studio didn't brush my teeth, no wash my face, nothing. <laughs> just an urge came upon me to just go in the studio and I went and instantly I started to make the beat. And then while making the beats, some melodies and ideas started to come. You know what I mean? And I demo it. Not having no idea that I would be the one recording the song. So I demoed the verses and I left it until a Tuesday. Mr. G came by the studio and I'm like, hey, you know, someone make the rhythm here and have a little idea on it. When you hear it, I don't know, maybe you can tell most artists I could approach with it. So I'm going to play it for him now. I'm saying, no, man, are you for sing this? Are you for do this? And, you know, same thing, I would start vibe the chorus. And then we came up with the song. You know me, I forget my pay, 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 for the oats. Even though things well ration, still by lucky five victory and Japan. Don't I don't know me shop for my fashion. Want a clock, so I'm shot for the cash on. Even though man, I hustle every day. When Friday come, man, can't see them well. No father got light and shine for me. So me not go straight for nobody. While working on the song, hear someone knock on the door, pull the door, it was Future Fambo telling me that, bro, I'm just come for tell you later and, you know, we keep the link with you. I go America, I'm done with music. And I'm like, what? Hmm. You mad? So all of these time and effort with me putting, working with you, I just go down the drain. And I'm like, yeah, but it now work, you know what I mean? And sometimes I know when to give up because I get my fear share already. So your fear share, you know, tour the world. On your behalf yet, so you get your fair share, you work it, you're going on people's behalf. And I must say, yeah, but you know, I forgive thanks and whatever. So I don't, he was going through a stressful time in his life, you know. He was at a down point and he said, this is it. So we're all there talking and while I'm excited over my song, he went in the vice room and fell asleep. Just lay down in there and fell asleep. So still working on the song, Mr. G ended up recording his song, Swaggerific, on the rhythm the same morning. While we finish his song now, we just a laugh now and feel excited. So I'm playing his song, we play my song back to back. Then we hear somebody knock on the door again. So we're like, who that? Man say me. Man say me. Me inside, you know, so who is that outside? And the person decides to them knock all them name. 
At that time, we don't have no camera. We can't see nothing. <laughs> Let's have a guess. Mm-hmm. So the person out there for like five minutes. I'm like, who this man? Something starts to get very serious now. One day, who just pull, pull up at my house? I'm asking, who is this? Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're not saying anything to the person out there. Then the person just say, yo, the son out there now, Beanie Man. Let me know. And I said, Beanie Man? Beanie Man has never come to my studio before. That's the first time. And he have not like even call or say, well, where's your studio? Just pop up. So I was like, Beanie Man, pull the door. I'm so sorry about that, sir. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and he came in and, you know, so he was like, you know, sir, I'm in my bed and God just say, fine, Sean is up. I'm like, just so? And he must say, yeah. I'm asked about 10 person how to find a studio. So I'm saying, this, in my mind, I'm saying, this is weird. What, me? Why me? I'm just pull up and I'm walking and same time, I'll play the rhythm for him. And the man said, yo, your, your life changed right, you say, you know. That really make run the whole world. And so said, so done. I'm drinking, I'm drinking, drinking. I'm drinking, drinking. I'm drinking. Right. Oh, la, 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 la. I'm drinking rum and Red Bull. And you see, let me heart full. Them want me get awful like them on the dance, I'll get crap. Has been the man record him song, Here Comes. Cargo. I've never seen Cargo in my life before. Him just randomly pop up at the studio, same ear say. I think he heard that Beanie Man was here. And him come from country and him say, him always want to be. Him all, can, him all, connect with Beanie Man, like I'm over one person apart, Beanie Man. So anywhere Beanie Man is, I'm going to find out and meet up. So I'm there working and I see this Rasta man in the corner of the studio. I said, who is this man? He come in, not even say good afternoon, good evening. So I kind of watch him a little bit. <laughs> I said, who the man here? Then all of a sudden he pull up to me and say, yo, I really made the baddest rhythm. I can't voice him up on it. But at the time now, some people are whispered to me and say, a cargo man, him did do a song named Can't Cool, Can't Quench. He's a Rasta singer. A reggae singer, I should say. And I'm like, oh, I know the song, the man. Can't give him a reggae rhythm before him leave. So when he approached me now, I said, um, you know, I never really planned for this rhythm for turn out this way. But I like how it go, so I don't really think I'm going to put no more artists on it. But I have a reggae rhythm for you. And I said, honestly, I don't want no reggae rhythm. <laughs> this me you want, you know. I said, you know, I never planned for it. You know, Cause I don't really know of him before. So, I kind of in a little bit of doubt. So, as the day progress, every time I look left, right at him, I see. So, I'm a conscience, you know what I'm saying? Let me give him a try. So, I call him back and say, Bro, I'm going to burn the rhythm for you. When I tell him that, he says, I don't want the rhythm. He's good, he's not vice. So, I'm going to turn it back for me, you know. So, outside, and I don't know him whisper to somebody and say, You know, long me in the studio. And, I asked him for voice, me and him said, no, voice, me and no, all of a sudden, he want voice, me. Now I go up on the rhythm, someone say, I hear that. That rhythm, we're going to change everybody's life. You don't want to be a part of this magic. So he come back in and say, brother, you know, I change my mind. <laughs> I give him the rhythm, as he give him the rhythm, he go outside and go into the car. He just find him song. Please, your guide and protect them. Now, 
everything just flow that day natural natural nothing planned everything happened one day so it so happened that my song is titled one day and all the song was recorded in one day and the rest is just history <laughs> that's amazing that's that's actually one of my i've heard a lot of stories in in reggae and dancehall history and that's one of my favorite stories i love that story there yeah, definitely man definitely you know one thing that makes me think of is um, artists pressuring producers to voice on rhythms. This is one thing I've always thought about in Jamaica. I mean, there's, there's, there's Jamaicans, every artist wants, wants to get their foot in the door and they've got to they gotta get on a rhythm. And um, I can just imagine there must be a lot of pressure on successful producers here to voice upcoming artists. How do you balance all of the effort and work it takes to record an artist and that pressure from, from all comers? I mean... I work with mu with the vibe of music, you know. So I don't make pressure get to me because it's it's part of the game. I have to feel the, the vibe of the music, you know what I mean? Because you're doing good, you're gonna find a lot of people gonna approach you. But at the end of the day, I make the music speak for itself. You know what I mean? So if you approach me and sing a song to me, or you leave a demo and that song connect within my heart. The rest is history right there. You know what I mean? So I'm going to reach out to the, the artist or if on spot, I'm like the vibe of record, same time. You know what I mean? So it's not a matter of you come with such man or through your name a link with such man. From the music is good, it doesn't matter who it is and I connect with it, I'm ready for work. Yeah. Well, another thing, uh, looking at the business side of things, I'm curious um, how things work with artists and payment because when i've seen firsthand when producers from australia come to jamaica and they want to voice a certain artist and through their their name isn't well known the artist wants x amount of money to voice upon their rhythm but uh, an established successful producer like yourself in jamaica it surely must be different you know how, how what's the arrangement with most artists when you when it comes to voicing well as you said you know when when, when you're a creator when you're a cre um when you're credible in the business where people know of you, you know what I mean, you don't really, we don't really go about it that way, you know what I mean, but you have some, some artists still, like, them feel like they don't need no producer, they can work with even a rat and become successful, so you have some of them who still stick out, you know what I mean, but... If it's if it's just a vibe where you wanna work with me, wanna work with you. You know my my power and I know your power. So it value more than paying for for the beat because maybe what I can do, you know what I mean, it it, it, it it's it's priceless. Mm. You know what I mean? Even my promotion strategy, all of these things you have to consider, you know. So what we do, we, we just split everything down the line, you know what I mean? If you're the writer, you get all of those stuff and what you know what I mean, all of those things. You just I'll boil on to the paperwork at the end, you know. I am curious about that too because um, you've been in the business long enough to see the business change from the early... When you first, first started putting out music, you were, would have been pressing vinyl the same yeah. as all the other producers. I've got Sean Izzle 45s yeah. at, at my house, so I know. But these days, you know, vinyl not pressed no more and um, people don't even necessarily buy music. You know, some people buy music, but most of the new rhythms come out. They're on all the message boards. They're um, on the email blast. Everybody's downloading for free. How does a producer in reggae dancehall music make money these days? Well, in, in 2018, it's all about streaming. You know what I mean? Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music. You know what I mean? Like about say 2010 
at that time was the last I, I pressed a record. You know what I mean? I released one day rhythm on vinyl because I was still in that culture, but it it never necessary at the time because I, I, that's when I was transitioning now into digital distributing. You know what I mean? So I used to sell my music online, and it was the big deal at that time. That was the new the new wave for us in dancehall music. And as time change over about the past the last six years, you find that Spotify become the center of the income now, you know what I mean, Apple Music instead of someone going and purchasing the music, you know what I mean, so I've seen it change over the years, but definitely streaming is really what is the big deal right now, you know what I mean, like, to be honest, I don't think this generation is really selling units like that, or the streaming, because everything now is digital, these kids nowadays, them live them live on the internet so that is what really making the the the, the impact in our lives st- now you know to maintain now i've noticed there's certain artists that are on most of your rhythms um artists like octane uh chris martin busy signal beanie man bugle certain artists that you like to voice a lot um are there any artists in particular that you particularly get a joy from working with yeah man Beanie Man, you know what I mean? I always learn something working with Beanie Man. Bounty Killer. I learn a lot. Busy Signal. Like, recording Busy Signal is an experience each time. That man is not a normal individual. You know what I mean? Every time working with Busy Signal, it's an experience. You know what I mean? Christopher Martin. I, I, I enjoy working with all of them. You know? Dexter Dapps, too. Is a, is a, you know, it's so much fun working with, with that artist as well. You know, I mean, I like to, I enjoy working with, with artists where they challenge me and I challenge them. You know, I mean, I can come with a weird rhythm where they never hear from or heard anything like that before. And I'm like, come and come mash up that rhythm there. You know, I mean, make a whole vibe on that. All right. Tomorrow when nobody knows that, the truth. So the whole night I eat to work. You know, what I mean, them things, they bring a different kind of energy. So artists like that well, don't fear challenge. I like working with those kind of people. One artist, uh, one rhythm I wanted to ask you about is 47th Floor. It's a rhythm that we played enough. We just, every dance for, for months and months and months, we played that rhythm. Um, how did that rhythm come about? All right, I'm always trying to sound different. You know what I mean? That is one of my key things in, in the whole industry. I always try to bring something to the table. You know, and um, in, that, in that year, 2016, I was traveling a lot. So everywhere I go, I realize Hans is what I've been hearing a lot in, in all the genres, you know what I mean? In the pop music, you know what I mean? All EDM. And I'm like, what about incorporating this in a dance hall rhythm? You know, and one night, I will a vibe. Me and my virgin, Steve Maxwell, he's the one who played the Hans in, in, in 47th mm-hmm. Floor. And that was the rhythm that came out, you know? I'm like, so when, when, when I told him, so why you play it like this? I'm like, what do you think about <laughs> You know, I'm like, bro, I hear it every morning I wake up, this is the vibe I get. This is how I hear this, You know, hear it, I go on, and I'm like, I don't know what you So I could try it. You know what I mean? And it just flow, one go. You know what I mean? It just flow, I just play that and everything else. I start finding other melodies and, 
it just it just it just happened. Some tell me the party I go black. Some tell me, send me I go make piece of food in the day, I'm a pocket I go fat. Every artist I played it for was like, yo, I'm ready right now. I never had no challenge with any artist to record on that rhythm. Everybody wanted it. So even Christopher Martin had two tunes even, so it must have been full of lyrics. Yeah, man. A lot of artists had two songs, you know. You know what I mean? Busy Signal had two songs. You know what I mean? Um, Massacre did two songs. The Marco did two songs. You know what I mean? Ding Dong did two songs. Because it's like the really, really bad. They must say, if that one didn't work, this one must work. Mm-hmm. That's all the rhythm had the artist. I mean, it, was, it was crazy fun working on that rhythm, you know. Now, as somebody that's been making rhythms for so long in, in dancehall, you've seen, you would have, well, you've been part of a lot of changes. Uh, dancehall music, the sounds change regularly. Um, do you pay much attention to what other people are doing or you just do your own thing and just make the kind of music you want to make? Um, I definitely pay attention to everything that's going on, you know what I mean? Both from the young, the old, you know what I mean? And then I soak up all of that energy and, and turn it into my sound, you know what I mean? And then I just flow. I, I listen to everything, you know what I mean? I've been inspired by everything that surrounds me, you know what I mean? So I'm very aware of my surroundings. And I soak up all of that energy and create my music. All right. Sean Izzle, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us here on PBS. Is there any last message you'd like to pass on to the people back in Australia? Yeah, man, definitely, man. Everybody out there, aspiring musicians, producers, you know what I mean, engineer, whatever your dream is, you know what I mean, just put your heart and soul in it, you know what I mean, don't give up, don't watch other people, you know what I mean, some people might come in after you and become successful and that might kind of... Get your down away and make you wonder if it, this makes for you. But I mean, Rome wasn't built in a day, you know what I mean? And you have to know that um, greatness don't come overnight, as, as um, chronics would say, you know? So just steadfast, put Father God first in all that you do, you know what I mean? Stay focused, tunnel vision, every day, every day, every day. And just try to be different, because that's what's going to make you stand out amongst the millions out there doing the same thing. I respect Sean Izzo. Give thanks. Yeah, man, it's a pleasure, man. Much, much respect. PBS. Sean is a record. Sean Reed, a.k.a. Sean Izzle, speaking to me from his home studio in Kingston in July 2018. As usual, that was the whole recording, unedited and uncut. I have to say, though, I really wished I hadn't been so quick to turn off my recorder with this one. After the interview, we kept talking, and somehow Alkaline's name came up. Sean told me a great story about how he'd heard an early Alkaline demo. He was given a demo by a girl that went to church with Alkaline at the time. He told me how he tried to reach out to him to do something together, but a series of bad luck and bad mind interference kept it from happening. Of course, Alkaline went on to blow up and become one of the biggest names in dancehall, and what could have been an amazing link never happened. That's it for this episode. Please join me again next time as I get even more up to the time. A fresh interview with Protégé. Thanks for tuning in. Me do ya a go and build, a go and chill 
And I sip some roots of bubble hill Cause Rasta no consume season poison Yeah In other Rasta party yeah. Everything done upload Every Rasta whistle me so me make them proud Fresh like water no grass with a green letter prince And princess kings and queens Yeah Everything done upload Every bubble whistle me so me make them proud Fresh like water no grass with a green letter prince And princess kings and queens